Sometimes I like to imagine the world after us, the strange mammals that will emerge, the abundance of biodiverse plant life taking over our fields and factories and so on. I don't think this world will be better. I maintain that we are the most interesting thing to happen on Earth, and there is real beauty and meaning in our curiosity and compassion, even as we also cause and witness so much suffering. But at any rate, there will be a world after us, after each of us. And that's why there's life insurance. It exists to provide a financial safety net to those who love and count on you. Policy Genius's technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Policy Genius. Because there will be a world without us. To Dear Hank and John. Or as I prefer to think of it, Dear John and Hank. It's a podcast where two brothers answer your questions, give you DB's advice, and bring you all the week's news from both Mars and AFC Wimbledon. John, this yeah. one was, was uh, this, this was from my mom, our, our mm. mom. She I was going to say, one. I was about to get real defensive. What did the nut say when it was chasing the other nut? So this is from mom? Yeah. Okay, that's helpful background. Uh, I don't know. I'm a cashew. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. That's a good, a good one, one, Mom. <laughs> that was a good job. That was a good she's job, been sending Mom. me dad jokes. She's like, I don't. Maybe she doesn't approve of, of what's been going on in the dad. She joke told portion. me. No, I talked to her recently about it, and she told me it was like her favorite section of the podcast. And I no. was like, Well, I'll try not to take that personally. <laughs> John, I recently got a message from TGI Fridays, the great restaurant, the restaurant yeah. chain restaurant brand, and they would like to work with me on mm. a brand deal. So instead of that, we're gonna we're gonna well maybe I'll do it, but we have to ideate idea. Like I'm not gonna come to them and say yes, I want to work with you. And for yeah. clarity, this was a mass email to like every TikToker. Um, oh, but 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 I'm taking I'm gonna take this very seriously, and I would like TGI Fridays to know how. So how do I make TGI Fridays look the best that it absolutely can? Because right now all I have is I have mm-hmm. not been to a TGI Friday since I was seven because they don't have them. In Missoula. Well, would it be helpful or not so helpful if I told you that it's, in my opinion, not the best American <laughs> chain restaurant? Right. Well, so that it, maybe there's maybe like, there's would an it angle be helpful there. to understand something about the kind of culinary approach that TGI Fridays <laughs> takes. I I, or, I got a, I got a are picture you in more my head. Looking for. Because my feeling is that TGI Fridays, there's some executive <gasps> at TGI Fridays who heard that uh, Applebee's on a date night yeah. song uh-huh. and was this like, oh, no. We got to no. get on that TikTok stuff. Yeah. 
we have to find a way. Yeah, Applebee's so I, has I seen sh- a forty percent increase in their monthly revenue, and we're we're no worse than Applebee's. And I genuinely think that's what he said in the meeting. He said we're not that much worse than Applebee's. <laughs> and uh, so, how do we? And how would have I know? A, a I viral know. moment. Well, here's what you got to do. How do we have? You got to yeah. position yourself in opposition to Applebee's. Now they're not going to be, and mm-hmm. they know this, they're not going to be able to make tell the story that they're better than Applebee's. So they have to yeah. make the case that like they're maybe more authentic, or that if you go to Applebee's, maybe you're a little bit too, you know, refined, too fancy. You don't want to be fancy at Applebee's. That's how the song goes, right? Yeah, we fancy like right. Applebee's. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. You're not fancy like Applebee's. You're real, mm-hmm. like TGI Fridays. This yes. is made of food. We can guarantee that to you. And I had another idea. and this, I just I, had a brilliant I, idea. I'm sorry, okay. but my idea is better than yours. It's right. very well, rare I'll that I come in. I just mine after yours. I just had an idea that is a it's a it's a level one idea. It's almost too good to give to TGI Fridays. That's how good it is. Well, maybe you shouldn't say it. I should tell you mine, which is fun, after, but not a good idea. After Wimbledon were promoted from League Two to League One. And I went to the game with my dad at Wembley. Uh It was just an incredible, incredible experience. One of the best days of my life. The next day, I went Uh back to Wembley just to like feel the energy of that place. And then I was hungry. And I went to a TGI Fridays, which it turns out they have in London. Mm -hmm. Because Americans Fridays there. Americans visit London. And, uh, you know, we got to eat our food. (laughs) And so I went to the TGI Fridays and it was really good. It was great. But the thing, my idea is what if TGI Fridays becomes the central sponsor of AFC Wimbledon? Then they're associating themselves with the people, with a Mm -hmm. fan-owned club. They're associating themselves with not exactly success on the pitch, because that's not their brand. Their brand is pretty good enough. <laughs> good enough most of the time. Yeah. You We're like going to get a lot of draws. You We're like going to have a lot of one-ones like against Cheltenham. Yeah, it's about that's loyalty, not about Fridays. quality. It's about loyalty, not about quality. TGI Fridays is investing in AFC Wimbledon, and we are asking you to invest in TGI Fridays. And what <laughs> we're going to give you is not a fancy date night. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you date night <laughs> no adjectives oh god i mean i do want something dropped into hot oil right now like absolutely <laughs> I, I i would love that my, so here's here was my here was my uh idea so you know how like sometimes like rihanna or whatever will do like a special food at at mcdonald's you can get like the rihanna like whatever rihanna gets sure um what would yours be at TGI Fridays? Oh, what is the like special great. John dish? Because I got one yeah. ready to go. Mine is a three-course meal. Oh, wow. It's You're going to take control of the whole evening. Because we're giving you a date night, Hank. Uh-huh. No adjectives. Uh-huh. Mine is a three-course meal. Yeah. And what all three courses have in common is that they have all been dipped in hot oil. It's called <laughs> the Friday Fry Friday special. Oh, what? Oh, Fri- I'm not gonna beat that. Fried ice cream, oh. fried Oreos. That's and that's just chicken. the appetizer. <laughs> 
fried jalapeno <laughs> poppers. This is a brilliant idea. Yeah. Fridays, Friday, Fridays. Friday. Yeah. Well, I just had one thing, and it could be included in the Friday, Friday, which is yeah. I want baked beans deep fried. Ooh. Deep fried baked beans. That's Hank Green's. Ooh. Hank Green's deep fried baked beans. Maybe Hank Green's special is deep fried baked beans and a corn dog. It's simple. <gasps> it's oh. sexy. What if? You know? What if TGI Fridays? say when they're look, on a date night, because when you're on a date night, you know, you're hoping <laughs> exactly. that it's going to go back to the car. And then maybe if everything goes perfectly yeah. back to the apartment. And that is when you definitely want to have eaten three courses of fried food. <laughs> Well, I like I don't know if this is possible, but if anyone can do what the scientists at TGI Fridays can, can you make me a corn dog that somehow has baked beans in it somewhere? Oh, that's a great idea. In among the corn batter or stuffed inside the hot dog. That is the Doritos Locos Tacos (laughs) of TGI Fridays. That is what gets them out of the doldrums and brings them back to cultural relevance. So I'm going to write back to this uh, message I got on TikTok and be like, first of all, you didn't tell me what the rates were. So I'm going to need to know that information because nobody does. Nobody ever does. Secondly, and, and you need to say, listen, TGI Fridays. I only have one kind of idea, million dollar (laughs) ideas, and I only accept one kind of payment, million Million dollar dollar. payments. (laughs) And I've got, and I got, I got some goodies for you. There's three and I'm going to tell them to you and you're, and you're going to give me the money after I tell them to you. That's how good they are. One, you're going to associate yourself with a losing third tier English soccer club. Hey, 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 a t- the, tying. Mostly, the, mostly a tying third tier English league, soccer team. And that's team. where they always are because it's not about quality. It's about loyalty. Secondly, right. You right. are going to create fr- TGI Fridays, Fried Days. No one's ever thought of that at your company. No one ever thought of that pun before. <laughs> no one in, in the history of the world has had that joke. And thirdly, you're going to get baked beans into a corn dog. I don't know how you're going to do it, but you're going to do it. And yeah. nothing will be the same ever again. I mean, here's the thing, Hank. If TGI Fridays really does team up with TikTokers to come up with an all-new <laughs> menu where it's not like it's uh-huh. just an all-new menu of stuff TikTokers love. Yeah. I mean, you and I won't be anywhere near the list, of course, <laughs> but it, that could actually be very successful. Yeah. You know, yeah. that could get young people back in the doors. Here, you know, after having this conversation with you, Hank, I can't help but think two things. One... We missed our calling. We should have <laughs> we been geniuses. Yeah. We should have been madmen like Don Draper in the 1950s. And secondly, I don't understand why more brands don't want to work with us. <laughs> I feel this way all because the time. I feel like I I, I don't want to brag. But like, I love policy genius and I love life insurance. And I like I believe I believe mm-hmm. in selling Policy Genius as life insurance because I believe lots of people need life insurance and Policy Genius does an exceptionally good job of getting it to you. And I think Policy Genius gets good value for their money. And frankly, I think TGI Fridays would get good value for their money with our bean corn dogs and Friday Fridays. I don't. I mean, we have a lot of good ideas. Why aren't people paying us to have them for them? Just allow it to happen. 
What do you call <sighs> a baked bean corn dog? Just a baked bean corn dog? A Hank Green baked no. bean corn dog? You call it a Hank, Hank Green, Green baked, baked bean. bean corn dog. Yeah. The Hank Green baked bean corn dog. And then it's the uh, Friday's John Green front. No, I think, forget me. I don't need to be in it, Hank. I'm not a, I'm not a narcissist, unlike some of us. I could. It can just be Friday Fridays, and I'll just consult on the menu. I don't need it named after me. I don't need naming rights. Is it I do, fried I do need that. days, I, Fridays, or is it Fridays, fried days? Well, Hank, you got to leave a little bit of room of interpretation so that the marketing people can feel like yeah. they're doing something. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? You, give, you give them three pitches. One of them is Friday's yeah. fried days. One of them is Friday's fried days. And then one of them is just yeah. like really garbage. So they yes. they feel like, the, yeah, you always give them a third option that's just terrible so you can point them in the right direction. Yeah. Okay, great. Um. Yeah, Fridays, fried A's, where they only fry things that are shaped like A. <laughs> they won't like that at all. That's the bad. That's the bad idea. I would eat it. <laughs> uh. All right, Nick. I think it's time to transition to questions from our listeners, beginning with this one from Catherine, who writes, "Dear John and Hank, my friend just told me that Betty White was actually basically a hundred when mm. she died because mm-hmm. of all the leap years." that she's lived through. She died just a few weeks before her 100th birthday. But if you count all those leap days, she would have been 100 if we hadn't had those leap days. So that makes me wonder, did we really need to have those leap years that robbed Betty White of so much joy (laughs) in her life? Thank you, Catherine. Take them out. Well, the so over the long term, this does create a problem, which is that the the year begins to start begins to not align with the uh, seasons, which is one of the thing that's is, that's awful great about the year, the solar year, yeah, yeah, and and the, the year, lunar year, like you got a lunar mix, year. What's a lunar? Yeah, year? Yeah, but some people date with lunar years, and yeah, okay. the seasons move yeah. through the years, and they don't have any problems. They do. That's but, true. But I, I know like what you to mean. know that when when July comes around, it will be warm. Right. Unless you're in Australia, in which case it right. would be cold. Right. All this stuff is arbitrary, Catherine. But the idea of the leap day is that it helps us to keep January 1st cold and July 1st <laughs> hot unless you're in Australia. And in but, or but, but which is more important? Honoring the memory of the great Betty White yep. or it being warm in July. Like, who cares? I would tell you this. So I don't want to speak for Betty White. I don't know what her position on this would have been. (laughs) I suspect that her position on it would have been, this isn't very important to me. (laughs) Yep. She was a person who had a lot of passions in life, did a lot of good. Um, I never saw in her philanthropy an orientation toward calendars. But I might be wrong. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> or we could just we could switch it so that instead of counting yeah. everything uh, like on, in tens, we could just count everything in nines. And then she definitely made it to to one hundred because there's only nine oh. digits per ten instead okay. of there being ten digits in ten. Right. We could just have a completely different counting system. Yeah. Alternately, we'll just count, count base base nine instead of base ten. That's gonna Boom, be. Done. Yeah. That's not gonna create any problems. <laughs> Alternately, and I've I've often thought this was a great idea. We should not have a leap day every four years. Oh, brave. okay. Yes. Wait for it, Hank. Uh-huh. We should have a leap fortnight Ooh. every 48 years. Ooh. 
And then that's just, that's the purge. It's a full purge situation. <laughs> no! It's like Haley's Comet. It only comes around once in a lifetime. And that two weeks is just like, it's the other world. It's, it's the 48 years you spend thinking right. about what the other world might look like. Like, what might it look like if things were turned upside down? They often did this in, like, medieval Europe. Like, what if things were turned upside down and serfs were lords and lords were serfs? Mm -hmm. And they would have these, like, uh, four-minute parties where that would be the case. And then all the lords would be like, ha-ha, just kidding, go back to killing you. <laughs> and I'd like to extend that out without uh. the lord and serf stuff to a leap fortnight that occurs once or if you get lucky twice in a human lifetime. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the idea that, it, that you only get one or two. Uh Yeah. Yeah, and that but that most people get one. And that's great. I like that. Um I don't I don't like I think that we that that period of time should be like, all right, no screens, only fires. We're going to just yeah. talk to each other and Wait, isn't that what the purge is? <laughs> I haven't seen any of the movies. Yeah, No Screens Only Fires is also kind of the purge. Just the scale of the fires would be bigger. I was thinking campfires. Oh. Not, yes. Yeah, me too. I was just thinking like, yeah, like people like sleep out and right. they just like we turn off the electricity maybe even. So people just have a Ooh, radically yeah. different experience mm -hmm. of life and yeah. everybody has to walk everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like just, that. Yeah. That's that's we my need proposal. more. We need more big, like large scale. Everybody does the thing and just like everybody. And, and it's just like, why? It's like, stop asking questions, because if we don't do yeah. things together, it's going to be trouble. We need to yeah, do more yeah, things no, together. We need to, it doesn't actually matter what rituals we invent, but we need to invent some rituals that we can all share or quickly. else <laughs> <laughs> we have a fairly limited window in which to get yeah. some rituals on the books mm -hmm. that we can all share and that make us all less lonely and that help us to understand that even crazy Uncle Nick is kind of a good guy at times, you know. Yeah. Next question comes from Sydney. Okay. I don't know if it's our mom, but it could be. It seems like a question our mom might ask. In fact, the more I read this question, the more I'm confident I am it is our mom. <laughs> Dear John and Hank, I was thinking about how there are a lot of liquids that are thicker than water, for example, uh, milk and also milkshakes and also <laughs> blood. And you can add things to water that make it thicker, but I don't think you can add anything to water that makes it thinner. Are there any fluids that are thinner than water or is water the thinnest liquid of them all? I know people sign <laughs> off pumpkins and penguins, but I have never listened far enough back into the archive to know why Sydney. That sounds very much like our mom. <laughs> she didn't become a fan of the podcast until like 2019. Yeah, she's new. She really likes the dad jokes, though. Uh, this is this is so interesting because you don't really think of it this way. And of, yeah. and of course, a lot I, of the things that we think of as thicker than water are just water with stuff in them. But there are also things yeah. that are liquid that are thicker than water. Uh, but there are also things that are liquid that are thinner than water. Really? Um, yeah. So, so like, you know, like the meniscus... You know, like when you pour water in, it like gets to the very top and then it like makes a little bubble on top. It doesn't pour, like doesn't go over the edge, um, but just yeah. barely. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know because... that was called the meniscus. I thought the meniscus was something very different. Uh, no, that's a part of your knee. That's maybe the part you're thinking of. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, so the, 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 the reason for that is that there's like little tiny bonds between hydrogen and oxygen. So like water has part like a little part of its mo molecule that's a little bit 
positively charged, a little part that's a little bit negatively charged, and those parts line up so they like hold on to each other a little bit. Um, and there are other molecules that do not have that, uh, that uh, they don't have as much intramolecular interactions, and so they they will pour. They will not have this the same height meniscus, or they basically will have no meniscus at mm. all, and they'll just go right over. Uh, acetone is like that. Methanol mm. is like that. Benzene is like that. Um, longer, bigger molecules that are liquid tend to stick together more, which is why oil is so thick. Um, mm. Cooking oil. That's what I'm thinking of. Not Interesting. Like, yeah. Okay, so there are liquids that are thinner than water in the way that we think of thin and thick and blood yeah. and water and whatnot. Yeah, and it's like measurably, <laughs> like if you touched it, you wouldn't probably notice that much, especially because all those things yeah. are really volatile, so they evaporate from your would evaporate from your skin really fast, and that would right. the majority of the sensation you get would be that's cold because mm-hmm. they would be stealing heat away from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you yeah. go, mom. Um, thank you for asking me a chemistry <laughs> question because it, it, I know I'm favorite son, uh, and you really want to throw <laughs> some bones to me because everybody there's talks no about favorites. John Green all the time. No, no. First off, there's no favorites. Secondly, I I don't think you can. <laughs> Any longer defensively <laughs> say like, oh, nobody ever talks about me and my seven million TikTok followers. Uh, I still haven't. John, do you? You probably don't do this because you're not. Uh, you have different sets of um, <laughs> problems than I do. But I always pick somebody who's like uh, a little ahead of me and whatever social media platform no, I'm on. You don't. Not and then really. I like race to them to see if I can no, pass where they're at. No, you don't. Do you really? I do. That. That's so 2009. I, I mean, I, I remember doing that, but you cannot do that as a, as a full-grown internet <laughs> adult. You're not allowed to. I only pick oh, adults. Oh, no. What? Oh, my God. This is terrible. How, okay. We, are you willing to say who the person is, yeah. or would it be too humiliating? It's, it's, uh, it? His name is Derek Huff. He is one of the dancers from Dancing with the Stars. Are you still there? Uh, yeah, I'm looking at his profile page. I've, I've got a couple comments for you, Hank. Uh-huh. First off, mm-hmm. I have been on TikTok, I don't know, 18, 20 hours a day every day for the last <laughs> month. I've never seen this guy. Never once. Well, so I've seen him a bunch of times. Uh, that's the first thing I need you to know. And then the second thing I, like I need you to dancing. know yeah. uh-huh. is that you have more followers than he does. Uh, do I? Yes. As of today, I get to tell you this news. <gasps> I did it. Really? How does it feel? I mean it. Yes, by uh, several thousand. You can't. How does it feel, Hank, to have 6.4 million TikTok followers to this seemingly perfectly innocuous person's 6.3 million TikTok followers? <laughs> it feels good. Is the hole inside been... of you filled at last? I've been chasing is him the... for a long time, John. He he is he is growing. Like it's not like he's it's... stagnant. He's he's moving. Is the void that you believed you were only one achievement away from finally filling filled? Uh, well, no, but this does mean I get to pick another person <laughs> to go after. <laughs> that sounds like fun. That sounds like it'll be a good time. That's right, Oprah. <laughs> Step aside. Hank Green's coming. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't have a lot of faith in my ability to keep growing on TikTok very quickly. So I'm, I have to pick somebody who's like relatively close. You know what? What? What would get me to retire from TikTok? What is if Oprah Winfrey called me and was like, "I want you to be my social media manager for TikTok." 
And you would say yes? I got you. Yes. I need you to move to Missoula, Montana, because I'm not leaving here. But once you're here, we're going to make so many great TikToks. You're going to have 100 million followers in no time. Wow. You would stop. You would put aside your own TikTok career for the benefit of Oprah's TikTok career. Oh, yeah. That'd be so much fun to help Oprah do TikToks. Hmm. Hmm. I have a I have a follow up question. Oh, okay. How much would you sacrifice to, for instance, help your brother's TikTok career? You're doing great. You don't need help. (laughs) Hey, while we're on the topic, we got a question from Larissa who writes, Dear John and Hank, do you remember during the episode of the podcast that was recorded with Hank and Zach at VidCon Australia when Hank said that he wanted to create one TikTok and have it go viral and then never do anything else on the platform? What happened? Well, the, you, you almost did that. You got I did. close to being I like, did. I, made I, only one, do, I, I only do bangers. I, uh, I had this I had this policy that I only make solid gold platinum TikToks, as yeah. I referred to them, which are TikToks that get more than 500,000 views. Yeah. And then um, and then, you, and then you gave up and then the pro and then it broke me. My first nine TikToks all got more than 500,000 views. In fact, my first 10. And then it roped me in. Now, mm-hmm. I have an unusual TikTok strategy which is working great for me, where I delete almost all of my TikToks about 10 minutes after uploading them. And yep. that's been wonderful. And yep. I can't recommend it enough. But I do still have some non-solid gold platinum TikToks that are that are <laughs> it's, publicly it's available. Yeah. It has happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, uh, I made a video about this. Larissa, basically, uh, because I because obviously it did it did suck me in. It is a rewarding place to create, uh, but I do also have problems with it, which I have also made videos about. Right, um, right, and uh, and also like it's very difficult f- for it, it will eventually happen, but it's difficult for me to see something very interesting happening in social internet land and not to understand it. Um, yeah. And, uh, maybe this is the last time I, I really go all in, but like, and like, for example, I, I don't understand Snapchat at all. Um, <clears throat> so it's certainly not everything, but I right. do, I do really like to understand cultural phenomena. Yeah, um, I do too. Uh, let's move on to this other question taken away from TikTok. Okay, great. We got a question from Tanvi who asks, dear John and Hank, I really like flowers so much so that I often have a vase of two or three fresh cut flowers in my living and dining room. But sometimes when people come over, they ask me why I like flowers, given that cut flowers die. How do I politely tell these people that they are alive right now and really pretty and in my house (laughs) and going to die just like my flowers? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I don't think you say that. Uh, but I think I do. you do. I what? think that's the most polite way you could possibly say it. I think you say like, you know what else is really beautiful yeah. and destined to die? You. I mean, I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine walking into someone's house and seeing a design choice they have made and being like, I am going to remind you about mortality I'm going yeah, to like yeah. that seems like a weird judgment too. Yeah. It's like if they have a of a pet dog and their little puppy comes up and you start petting it and you look up at them and you say it was an interesting choice to get a dog when they die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it is a different time scale. I understand it's a different time scale. 
you know, you got flowers for maybe like a, like two weeks at the outside if you got really robust ones and, and take care of them really well, cut flowers. But like, I don't know, like people, people do a lot of weird stuff. This seems low maybe on the list. Maybe that's the right answer. Maybe the right answer is, I don't know if you've noticed, but people do lots of weird stuff. But, like you, there you are people who have- We are so strange. The whole yeah, thing. Like, Listen, I understand it's weird that I have dying flowers in my house, but lots of people have like collections of 5,000 Funko Pops. Yeah. I I have a people. friend who has a room that is full of things that she found in a river. Yeah. It's just a, it's a I, river room. I have 135 bottles of fermented grape juice that like all taste pretty similar, but when I drink them, I'm going to act as if they taste vastly different from each other. <laughs> I have next to me a lot, a lot of words printed on paper that I'm not going to read again. <laughs> Some of them I haven't read once. Like, yeah, I'm currently holding like a piece of aluminum that was made just for holding liquid. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. And the liquid it was holding was designed in the early 19th century by a chemist in Waco, Texas. Yeah. And it's bubbly mm-hmm. and it contains purportedly 23 separate but all artificial flavors. Yeah. You got to, you got to, next time somebody says that to you, you got to say, Hank Green doesn't have flowers. Instead, he has a rubber duck in the shape of pioneering vlogger Zay Frank. <laughs> he has that on his yeah, table. Yeah. yeah. So like, I'm not the weird one. Yeah. And we're all great. Everybody is, everybody is great in their own ways. I would definitely focus on the, we're all going to die aspect of it. I would definitely focus on the, you are also as beautiful to me as a flower. Yeah. And as fleeting. But don't say it in a serial killer way. And I'm not sure right. how to say that in a not serial killer yes. way. Yes. <laughs> yes. Great point, Hank. Great point, Hank. Don't like take the flower out yeah. and like pluck one of the petals and say, <laughs> you know what else is beautiful and about to die? Very don't slow do that. head turn. <laughs> That's not cool. That's not cool. Yeah. Which reminds me actually that today's podcast is brought to you by not being a serial killer. Ooh, not gosh, being a serial best. killer, it's the best way to be. The, today's podcast is also brought to you by Derek Huff. Derek Huff. Boy, those Don't feet. follow him on TikTok. <laughs> you should go. Bring me back down. Take it. Take me down. It's your opportunity right now to take me down and a notch. Of course, and of course, today's podcast is brought to you by TGI Fridays. Fridays. It's self-explanatory. It's self-explanatory. And also today's podcast is brought to you by The Leap Fortnite. Either we're going to get together and have a real chill time, or it's going to be the end of everything. We're not sure. <laughs> right. I feel like the the word Fortnite has been very successfully co-opted. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't being used a bunch for other stuff. I was, man. If you look through my novels, there's so many so times many Fortnites. Fortnites pass. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> But Fortnite's I like that you passed. believed it was possible. It's absolutely um, possible. It 
it, it's totally possible. What's the uh, what's uh, the thing? Deadpanned? Ah, uh, deadpanned. Deadpanned. It's, it's like... I use deadpanned once every book. But anyway, we also have a Project Frost awesome message from Emma to AJ who says, I couldn't be happier to have spent three years with you. I love how much we are able to share interests. I love cooking new foods for you and writing music together. Most of all, I love you. Everything hasn't always been roses, but that just proves we can navigate storms as well as clear weather. I'm so glad you sat in my seat. I bet that's a kind of inside joke reference, but it's a very, I can tell that it's a sweet one. Thank you. Emma, Thank you for donating to the Project for Awesome. And by the way, the Project for Awesome is coming up. It is. Uh, between February 25th yep. and February 28th. Sure. Hank and um, I will be part of a live stream extravaganza. And you can get as a perk, if you donate to the Project for Awesome and support great charities, you can potentially get one of those Project for Awesome messages that you can read to your loved one. That's it right. probably won't be as sweet as Emma's to AJ, but it could still but be maybe. sweet. Yeah. So get ready. Uh, and there's lots of ways to get involved. You can go to projectforawesome.com to find out more. And we very much appreciate everybody who gets involved however they can. It's a ton of fun. I've been uh, I've been on Amazon trying to think, like, what am I going to buy that's going to make this weird? Because mm. uh, that's one of the most important things, that I just have a big box full of things that might get weird. I like that. I can't believe that this is the 15th yeah. project for awesome. That's crazy. It's just really remarkable. Mm -hmm. The the P4A has raised $15 million in 15 years. And we just want to see that continue to grow this year. We're so excited. And I it's just an awesome thing to be part of. So grateful to everybody who volunteers and makes it work. And it's going to be a great time. It is. It is. This episode of Dear Hang John is brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is there to help you maintain the kinds of habits that you want to have. For me, I need to have the right kind of food in the house or I will eat whatever. Oreo recently sent me some free fancy Oreos. They were weird. I ate all of them. I ate all of them in a week and it was a problem. I can't do that. I need to have healthy, good stuff in the house and Thrive Market can help you have healthy habits. It's a great go-to for all your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online and then like just quickly shipped to the doorstep. It's a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with great ingredients and sourcing methods. They got Amy's, Banza, Burt's Bees, Trobani, Honest Kids, Kind, Mike's Hot Honey, Oatly, Olipop, Poppy, Salt, I've never heard of salt, but it's got two A's in it, so it has to be good. And as a Thrive Market member, you can save money on every single grocery order. On average, you can save over 30% every time. And they also have a deals page that changes every day. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one -one membership matching program. You join, they give. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order, plus a $60 free gift. I enjoyed my $60 free gift. I was surprised by it, and it was the kind of thing I wouldn't have bought. And then now I'm like on the ghee train. They gave me free ghee. And I was like, I don't know what ghee is. But then I was like, oh, this is great. It's like butter, but it's different and more spreadable. <laughs> Go to thrivemarket.com slash dearhank for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash dearhank, thrivemarket.com slash dearhank. So listen, your toilet is massively gross, like it's grosser than you think. In fact, bacteria and viruses can hang around in the toilet bowl even after multiple flushes. And I recently found the easiest way to clean my toilet, Blue Land's Sustainable Toilet Cleaner Tablets. Just drop, watch it fizz, brush, and flush. It is truly that simple. No more scrubbing for hours. 
plus the tablets are plastic-free, Blueland is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and for the planet with the same powerful clean that you're used to. Blueland products are effective and affordable, and their toilet tablets are proven to work on a wide range of toilet stains, including rust, mineral deposits, lime scale, and hard water. And you can even get more savings by buying refills in bulk or setting up a subscription. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash dearhank. You won't want to miss this blueland.com slash dearhank for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash dearhank to get 15% off. All right, Hank, before we get to the all-important news from Mars and AFC Wimbledon, I want to ask you another question. Okay. It's from Abby who writes, Dear John and Hank, I was just thinking about how small our little planet is in the grand scheme of things and... Now I'm wondering if my cells have families that resent me for not (laughs) drinking enough water. Is it plausible that my cells might be at least sentient enough to be annoyed with me for not drinking enough water? Dehydrated (laughs) Abby. What I like about this isn't just that the the cells are annoyed with you, but they have like caring, loving parents and brothers and sisters who are like, I can't believe they got Abby. They have to live in Abbey, and Abbey never drinks. Right. Why don't you take right. care of my good cell friend, yes. family member? And I don't know how right. they probably they they their names are chemical signals rather than rather than words because they can't talk. I can't. I can't believe Abby won't take care of my three hundred thirty seven thousandth clone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, cells are so weird, John. The, the the whole idea that I that I'm just a bunt that like all of these billions or trillions of little goobers work together to make me have like thoughts about TGI Fridays little unacceptable like yeah, like, yeah. I don't and feel like I'm doing them doing them proud not only that half or around half of the cells that make you up which some of which contribute to what you think and what you want eh, they're not aren't me. actually you. Yeah, they're, that, they're bacteria yeah. colonizing you. Well, those aren't me, though. They had, they well, influenced me for sure, but in the same way that they like, contribute to how you're doing. Yeah, well, but in so, ways that you don't know and aren't conscious of. Yeah, well, same with like strangers on Twitter, though, and they're not part of my body. That's true, but the difference is, and I think it's a significant difference, is that like, for it, for example. Uh, the gut microbiomes of people who have OCD are different from the gut microbiomes of people who don't. Now, that may not be causative. We're not there yet, but that's mm-hmm. a weird correlation. That's, that is pretty weird. That's pretty weird, for sure. So is I'd... it me or is it my microbiome? Or is it both? We are the point is complex. that we are a weird collection of cells uh, that don't fortunately have feelings. Now, <laughs> there may be a level of annoyance that they feel when you are dehydrated, Abby, in the sense that there may be things that they can't do. Yeah. But do they worry about it? No. Yeah. Or yeah, things that they're a little less good at. Thing this is this is a very uh tricky question because like what is if you like look at the strict definition of sentience, 
than they are. They can sense things like they 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 right. react to stimulus, and uh, so like you must admit that they can they can have a sensation. Can they feel a feeling about it? No, probably no feelings. But like they definitely like have a way of caring. Uh, which is that yeah. if you know if there is a there is a situation they will they will act differently and and thrive more and move in directions to try and get things to work. The wonderful and amazing thing about the cells in our bodies, though, and maybe this will make you feel a little bit better about the whole situation, is that they are the most selfless cells in the uh, like the cells in a body are the most selfless cells of all the cells because they regularly are like if something starts to go wrong with a cell and it's like. I don't know if I'm doing everything right right now. They just pop themselves. They're like, ah, no, it's not yep. worth it. They don't. They, yep. they can make another one of me. I don't. And that's how right. it's the only way that it works. Um, because we, yeah. they all have to work together to make it a larger organism. It's amazing that they can and do so effectively in not just in us, but in all of the organisms, multicellular organisms on Earth. Yeah, yeah, it is a pretty remarkable. Um, it's one of the Clockworks. it's one of the weirdest things, yeah. Because yeah. like, well, it's the, because they don't think of themselves. This is a, a cell inside of an organism. I mean, it doesn't think of itself at all. Correct. But it doesn't understand itself as <laughs> still not working. But okay, <laughs> still not working. But you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't, you're right. I I actually I don't know how to approach this because it doesn't a, a cell inside of an organism. Does not act yes. as if it is the and organism. On unless and until it becomes cancer. Like that is the moment it starts to act like an organism. Right. Which is the wild thing about how, like that when a when a cell starts to say, oh, natural selection is supposed to make D d about success, about creating more of me, and I'm going to create more of me, and I'm going to overcome all of the systems that prevent me from overcoming, creating more of me. That is what cancer is, um, and yep. that's why cancer is such a weird disease because there are lots of ways for that to happen, um, which makes it many different diseases. Right, which is really cool. There's a great book about that. Is it called The Emperor of All Maladies by Siddhartha Mukherjee? No, but that one might be another one. It's a great name. book. It was very important for me when I was writing The Fault in Our Stars and understanding how to write about cancer mm. without romanticizing cancer or, or people who live with it. It's called The Cheating Cell. So this is a, it's mm. really a cell bio, a cellular biology perspective on cancer. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the Emperor of All Maladies takes a sort of historical look, but it's written by an oncologist. So Obviously, also has a lot of detail. Yeah, uh, it's a really fascinating book, and and we're I, and I know we're way off topic now. But if you're interested in reading more about human responses to cancer and historical human responses to cancer and how catastrophic they've often been for both um, the patient and, and families of patients, I really recommend uh, reading Susan Sontag's Cancer and Its Metaphors. All right, John, I want to know how AFC Wimbledon is doing. Oh, oh, no. not great. We dropped into the uh, the relegation zone for the first time this season, albeit briefly. Uh, we were saved by a goal by Bolton Wanderers that uh, put Morecambe back in the relegation zone. Oof. But AFC Wimbledon, out of their last five games, we've we've drawn three and we've lost 
two. Um, we scored first. Uh, I had a great conversation with Alice, actually. It was a really lovely moment where I, I, I realized that Alice, you know, is achieving sentience as an AFC Wimbledon fan because I said, Alice, Ethan Chislett scored for Wimbledon uh, in the third minute and, and we're one nil up. And she said, how many more minutes? And I said, what? And she said, how many more minutes in the game? And I said, 87. And she said, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and indeed, correct, oh, correct no. response. Yeah. We lost that game. We lost that game 3-2 uh, and didn't look great doing it. So it's been, uh, we have signed a striker to replace the striker <laughs> that Ryan Reynolds bought from us. So I guess that's a bit of good news. But in terms of the results on the field, it has not been very good. Um, look, AFC, you know, I say this all the time, but for Wimbledon fans, the most important thing is not the result of a particular game. It's making sure that the team is in a financial place where it can stay fan owned and have its stadium and build from there. Losing that would be much worse mm. than yeah. losing any game or getting relegated out of any league. And so when I look at what's hopeful about AFC Wimbledon right now, I think about the plow lane bond in which all these Wimbledon fans are coming together and loaning the club money and you get, you know, your money back and with an interest payment, but the interest payment is smaller than what the interest payment would be for, for a bank. And that kind of um, creative finding creative ways to have the community own the club is how Wimbledon got to the third tier of English football. And so that's where I find hope at the moment. As for our new striker, I'd like to tell you a little bit about him. (laughs) The most important thing, the thing that you've got to remember is that we needed, Ollie Palmer was a classic small bottom big, a big person with a small bottom. Right. And we needed to replace him with another small bottom big. And we did. All right. His name is Sam Cosgrove, and he's huge. (laughs) He is the biggest with person I have ever seen play for AFC Wimbledon, except for Autobiolock and Fenwa. That's a big And he is, he just has a tiny bottom. He's perfect structurally for the job. (laughs) He's only, he's 25 years old. That seems to be a good age for a soccer player. Yeah. The only downside to having Sam Cosgrove on our team is that we already have a player named Aaron Cosgrave. And I find that problematic. Oh, that's not bothering me. I found a great picture of his bottom. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's not big. It's barely there, which is ideal. (laughs) As I said, that is exactly what we need. Uh, but I bet he can kick a ball. Um, so has he played not just for you that, yet? He's also six foot four. Six foot four. Has he has he played for you yet? Yeah, he played a little bit in the uh, the three two loss. He looked good. He looked good. I mean, we were off the pace as a team, but yeah. I thought, I you know, I have a uh, I have a lot of hope. Um, all we need to do, I say this every season, but. All we need to do is do what we've done for the last five years, which is finish 20th. <laughs> and and uh, it would be nice, but it's not going to happen for us to do it uh, with some games to spare. 
But instead, it'd be great. it's going to be, be great stressful to do even with, every game. It'd be great to do it even with two games to spare. Because yeah. so far, we've only ever done it with one game to spare <clears throat> or zero. All right, John. Well, in Mars news, uh, it is. It, it seems that helicopters might glow in the dark on Mars. Oh, what? That is a prediction Why? provided by scientists using some lab measurements and computer models to study how drones on Mars might set off small electric currents in the atmosphere. <laughs> wow. So this is cool. It's called turboelectric charging. Uh, when friction moves electrical charges between two things, like a person rubbing a balloon on their head on Mars, that might happen when the blades of a Martian drone, like the Ingenuity helicopter, spin around and they get dust grains on their surface. And as the blades hit the grain, there could be a transfer of charge and an electric field building up on the blades, which would then get the atmosphere to start conducting electricity, which would then maybe make a current that would offset the charge and uh, basically be like sparks in the air. To us, that would look like a purpley glow, but we mm. would only see it if it was dark. Uh, and unfortunately, the Ingenuity helico- helicopter doesn't fly at dusk, so we won't see it glow in the dark uh, ourselves, but maybe we would in the future, uh, which would be cool um, to see. That is cool. That, like, you know, drones doing their Mars things and be like, oh, there's some drones going by. You can hear them and. You can also see their little purple glow. Uh, yeah, like a, like yeah. A, almost like an aurora borealis, but but the Martian version. Yeah, it can. This is also a thing that can happen on Earth uh, when helicopters fly in dusty mm. environments. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen that. I no, have to me say, either. I'm trying to see it my, right now. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, that's exciting, Hank. It's very cool to think about a world where there are lots of people on Mars looking up at their sort of like ghostly purple drones flying by. Yeah, I got to say. I feel like if nothing else, it's great for science fiction. That's right. It's very true. That's the, the, the All of the science fiction writers will now incorporate that into their Mars stories and it will be great. Yes. Well, John, thank you for making a podcast with me, as always. And thank you to everybody for sending in your questions, without which this podcast would not exist and be really boring because we just talk about TGI Fridays the whole time. (laughs) Hey, we're off to record our Patreon-only podcast this week in Wordle, where (laughs) Hank and I attempt to do Wordle together live Mm -hmm. as a podcast at patreon.com slash dearhankandjohn. And and also you can we'll also get access to our uh, <laughs> monthly live shows where Hank and I <laughs> really do, go deep, do, do some therapy on each other. We just did it today, and man, we went real deep. Yeah, we we dug into some stuff from the past. Yeah, oof. Yeah. So yeah, Patreon.com/slash Hank and John. Um, thanks for everybody for sitting through that. I think a lot of the people are a little bit like, I don't remember any of the stuff you're talking about right now, but we've very much so. been at it for a while. This podcast is edited by Joseph Tunamedish. It's produced by Rosiana Hals-Rojas. Our communications coordinator is Julia Bloom. Our editorial assistant is Deboki Chakravarty. The music you're hearing now at the beginning of the podcast is by the great Gunnarola. And as they say in our hometown, don't, don't forget, forget to be, be awesome. awesome.